<laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast of the Gundam Heroes. God, do I leave that in? Maybe. Sure. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, welcome back. We're doing uh, turn A, turn A, turn, turn. A, turn, uh, episodes five to nine. And five this show continues to be, or five to eight? Yes. Did I say five? My yeah. Bad. Five to eight. Um, this show continues to be just like way more interesting and fascinating and the characters are way better <laughs> than they're doing Wing. things that they wanted to do that they clearly wanted to do in Gundam Wing but that never got any like time to breathe so it just never worked yeah, it's also an episode with a pig so instantly better than <laughs> anything in Gundam Wing characters are against war and actually take action to do things instead of saying we're against war and also we love in action. We yeah. love not doing things. There's also the so I'm not huge from this and all spot. that fun stuff too. But uh, they actually do it well. As opposed to the yeah. wing, which just kind of fucks around with it and drops the ball. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get right into this uh, episode five. The title of this one is "The Advent of Diane." Diana, Diane, whatever. Princess Close Diane. Um, <laughs> the militia is uh, in a bunch of APCs and trucks and everything, and they're on their way to the moon landing zone. Uh, we see this. Uh, this fat guy from the militia Yanni again the only reason I mention him is because he becomes a secondary character later on in the series but he doesn't show up too much in the beginning um, Lauren, uh, Loran I should probably say these names correctly because I know that someone's going to yell at me for saying the wrong Loran and Keel Keel? Yeah, good luck with her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lady Keel. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wagner. I'll be real. Looks exactly like a character <laughs> yeah. I play in a fighting game. So <laughs> it's just Wagner to me. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah, two of uh, them. Keel. Yeah, so and there's on... two of them. Well, one of them is Space Wagner, you see. <laughs> Robo Wagner. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the uh, airship, which happens to be Gwyn's, the big fucking flying yellow wing thing. Um, Lauren has a flashback to Gwyn telling him that uh, they need the white doll in order not to look weak and everything, because like, now he's the pilot of it. And so they get a notice that a battle's happening below them, and they look around, and the air, militia air force is flying around looking real silly. Uh, Sochi is flying in one of her biplanes. And this is uh, one of the dumbest scenes, like, in the sense of stupid teen doing stupid things to post it on Vine. Yeah, yeah Loran's uh, not very bright, I guess. <laughs> um, so Loran he... struggles with concepts like death, I think. <laughs> like... <Yeah. laughs> it's a very human thing. Um mm-hmm. He tries yelling at Soshi to, like, not to attack the moon people, but uh, they're using, like, the airship to fly in as radar cover, and he's the only one that knows what a fucking radar is, but he understands this. Uh, we see a shot of uh, Kihil and her mother, Miss Heim. Miss Heim has lost her mind. Uh, yep. She yeah. is reverted to, I don't know, years ago and thinks that, like, there's no war going on and she wants to help her servants out, and she's obviously not who she was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, what happened? I forgot because it's been uh, the, the, inside b- baseball. It's been a couple weeks. What what was it that caused it's that? It's the one-two punch of people coming from the moon. Also, her husband died. Yeah, she she oh, right. lost yeah. consciousness when she watched a giant mech walk by the house. She woke up and like thirty seconds later, her daughter was like, "Yo, mom, dad's dead," and then she yeah. fell apart. Then she fainted again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she yeah, has completely so. lost it. Mom brain go bad. Yep. <laughs> mom brain bad. Yeah. Uh, so Loran is uh, asking, he runs up to the airship pilot. He's like, you got to let me out. He's like, you idiot. He's committing suicide. But uh, he throws a rope ladder out of the side of the airship. And uh, Miyoshi and Sochi see him climbing down the ladder. So they're like, why are they letting gotta... him do this? 
Yeah, obviously we've got to fly our airplane below the ladder. The ladder. I also want to say this scene. Like, I don't really stress out from watching like animated cartoon violence or anything, but uh, watching this fucker slide down a rope ladder on a plane like gave me a primal like "Ah." (laughs) yeah, like slipping down a ladder off a plane in the air. Like, I was just kind of like, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) the ladder's like around like crazy in the wind. That's the other thing. Yeah, they animate the rope ladder just going berserk and like him being like Loran even just like, oh, I can't see my feet. Is that good? <laughs> this, is, this is idiotic. So uh, he jumps shit. off the ladder into the biplane where Sochi's flying right below and lands square on his nuts and they berate him for this. Taking him this out this show <laughs> likes to hit Loran in the nuts. This is the second time in yep. five episodes that it's just whacked him right in the balls. I look yeah, forward yeah. to many more. <laughs> I'm glad that this show's version of a slap is just the character getting hit in the nuts. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, so he starts asking, he's like, hey, you don't have uh, Mishi's dad's permission. I forgot his name, but he's the pilot, the leader of the Air Force yeah. for the militia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sochi's saying that the Murais wants to conquer everyone, and um, he just like, no, they want someplace else to live. And Sochi's mad that they killed her dad, of course, but uh, she thinks that they're going to kill all Earthlings. And they have a kind of a disagreement on this airplane while he's riding it on his nuts that he has just crushed. I gotta say, Lauren's like got re- got them thighs that can just clench onto a plane without dying. You think he'd be good with a horse? Like he he seems to have that control. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they see explosions in the distance, and like the operation the militia has has just started. Uh, the militia's whole deal is they're trying to capture some mobile dolls from the moon, but of course it's the militia. They're bad, so like the militia air force starts bombing these moon civilian houses that yeah. have just been put up. They are using World War One technology to try and capture the future to, yeah. to blow up yeah. capsule corp houses. Yeah, yeah. they do kind of look like capsule corp. They got the dome thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. So you see some militia soldiers taking some moon people hostage, some civilians hostage from the moon. Um, Mishi jumps off a biplane with a hammer. And attacks one of these mobile dolls that are putting up a fence. The the fence mobile dolls are going to come up a whole bunch. They're they're a real stickler. Yeah. So like the moon people are kind of doing the whole Israel thing where they're just annexing parts of land with fences and just you know like oh we own this now. And so like one of the things in these next couple episodes, a lot of like civilians on both sides are protesting this. They think it's stupid. Um, but yeah, Mishi gets real crazy about it and just jumps out of her airplane with a hammer and starts beating on this thing. And like the guy inside doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Like I think he's just he's, like, there's a really common theme of <clears throat> the, uh, moon race folks referring to everyone as barbarians. Yep. And I think this is the first time it comes up a lot in this guy. This guy's just like, Oh, well, these crazy earth people, these terrorists, these barbarians jumped off a plane and started of hammering on your windshield. <laughs> like and to that's be next clear, level. this is like. This is, like, on the top of a, like, 20-plus-foot-tall piece of construction equipment. So, like, she jumped off of a plane onto the top of a crane and is hitting it with a hammer. (laughs) It's real good. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, those things that put up the fences are called mobile ribs. Yes, uh, the ribs. The moon ribs are back, baby. Yeah. So let's see, uh, Poe is walking around in one of her Wadoms, the big War of the World mechs, and um, she shows up with a bunch of the little guys, the Wads, I love those names. The Wads. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's mad that the Earthlings are attacking the Moon civilians, and she sees Sochi's plane attacking the doll fence thing. Um, Loran is still on, like, nuts the butts on the top of this airplane. He tells Sochi to quit it, because, like, Poe is going to kill them if you attack it. So Poe pulls up the mobile doll to where Mishi is just hammering on this dude and just takes her hostage. Uh, he just, like, picks her up. She just yep. picks her up with, like, her hand and just walks off. And Lauren <laughs> sees this, and he's like, 
hey, Sochi, we got to fly me back to the White Doll because I got to solve this. We can't have a hostage situation going on. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the city, uh, we see more of the negotiations that are going on between Earth and the Moon. Uh, Harry gets a message that some Moon civilians have died. And Gwyn also gets the same notice, but he also thinks it's kind of the wrong info. I don't know if his uh, intelligence network is the best. Harry is also uh, basically in charge of the discussions since the other guy got shot by a crossbow. Yeah. He doesn't really like that deal either, but... No. He has <laughs> um, other things to be doing, as we'll see. Getting shot with a crossbow? Many people don't like that deal. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Harry, but yeah. yeah. I'm my sure Harry wouldn't like being shot with a crossbow either, so... <laughs> I mean, uh, who? no one wants to get who shot with a crossbow, does. especially not after what happened to Grumpy Cat at that Barnes & Noble with the book signing. <laughs> moving on... <laughs> Uh, so Gwyn asked Harry to disregard the radio communications they had over two years ago. He's like, listen, well, we don't want to, we want to reset everything negotiation wise. And Harry's like, well, if you don't believe the moon race is real, like Gwyn has no knowledge of such things. Like this kind of conversation is kind of dumb, but he, the whole gist of it is that Gwyn kind of wants to reset relations and try over from the beginning. Um, he made some mistakes back at the start. Yeah. Like he promised well, things he couldn't promise and he wants to start over. Uh, uh, basically everyone is has kind of made a lot of mistakes when yeah. it comes to this. I think this, this whole show is a cavalcade of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so back at the Heim Mansion residence that's still kind of blown up from the battle that happened the other day, uh, Kihil and, uh, finds their servants, Jessica and Sam. Uh, she asks them to take care of Mom, who is very much insane, and is like, oh, we should redecorate the place, you know. Uh, Loren is outside in a car with Sid and Joseph. He asks if they found any more weapons for the white doll, but, uh, they say all they found was these ball suits. Um, Loren goes back to the white doll and, um, they ask him about the ebook manual he has. So, like, Loren's kind of pulled it out before, but he has this, like, basically iPad e-reader thing that has the entire, ter- mm. like, uh, instructions, They keep I giving guess. him shit because only has one white page. Doll. Yeah. yeah. Mobile suits for idiots. <laughs> uh, Sochi berates him and says, "Like you got to read the manual." He's like, "I don't have time for that." Um, well, I possibly have time to read this whole manual. It's like, well, you've been carrying it and just kind of fucking around. <laughs> you could have read it while you were riding on the airplane, straddling it. That's true. Um, they cut back to the Heim household. Uh, they're locking mom in the house because she's crazy. Like one of the attendant butlers is like wiring a door shut and crying as the mom is like, "Oh yes, put up wallpaper. It's great." And uh, Keyhole is crying over this. She's sad that her mom is insane. She's dissociating pretty hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, back at the moon landing zone, Phil, uh, which is one of the lieutenants, again, uh, for the moon race, is interrogating Mishi as a hostage captive. Uh, he thinks that Gwyn put her up to the whole thing of attacking with the airplanes, but she says she's doing it on her own, which is the truth. Yep. Um, he no, doesn't believe- I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't believe that the Earth's military would be that bad and have no discipline. Ha! Yeah, like, he he's just straight up, he's like, how would you have gotten a plane and gotten it off of the base without anyone know- Like, what? That's not, no, what? Military <laughs> procedures? We have standards. She's just like, nope. She's like, nope, I just, uh, you know, I drank two bottles of whiskey, got in my plane, and uh, went off. Like, and I, I, just, I, I say to him, how does Poe manage to just do <laughs> That's stupid true, yeah. shit? How about yeah, Ensign so She's like, if you don't believe me, kill me. <laughs> and he's really shocked. He's like, I'm not going to kill a kid. Uh, he unties her and is like, tells the soldiers to guard her. Uh, Lorenz shows Which is up. really good, by yep. the way. Yep. Keep that in mind, that he literally cuts her free and then tells 
His disciplined, well-trained soldiers, multiple of them with guns, don't let this kid out of this room, Just guard this 15-year-old. I don't have time for this. All you have to do is keep this 15-year-old from leaving this room. This 15-year-old is unarmed, and you have rifles. It kind of reminds me of the Monty Python sketches. Like, you want Augustus to guard her here? uh, (laughs) Basically. So, anyway, uh, Lauren shows up in the white doll. He's yelling. He's like, I'm here to get the hostage and everything as he comes over the hill. Uh, Phil tells Polu to go capture the white doll. Uh, while this happened, Misha just runs out of the room she was in. Like <laughs> she just leaves. It took less than a minute for her to just walk yeah. out. <laughs> it's real good. Um, Poe goes over and picks her up with the uh, Wadam, and um, Mishi's dad shows up in a plane and starts shooting at the thing. Of course, it does nothing. Um, Poe starts using Mishi as a hostage and tells Lauren to hand over the white doll, or Mishi's gonna get it. Uh, she zooms in on him and like she kind of notes that like she doesn't think he looks like a girl but like the picture's kind of blurry and it's hard to see so he doesn't know she doesn't know um she also as this, she's yelling at lauren like she sees this biplane just shooting like you know uselessly at her and she kind of gets distracted by it and while this happens like lauren and the white doll like sneaks in real cool like he does a double dash in and then sure you can her hand <laughs> off it's real fucking awesome the hand with yeah, Mishi like, in it, it should be noted. Yes. Um, so, like, she, he's sure Yukins the hand, he gets punched back, and then this is, like, tuck and roll to running dash, the one-handed catch. Like, he should be, like, an NFL, like, Heisman Trophy winner for this. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. definitely be on the highlight reels. Yeah. Also, reminder that the size of the Wadam's fist is, like, ten times the size of the Ternay's fist. Yes. So he's, like, capturing it with both hands, and it's like he's capturing this huge orb. It's really good. <laughs> orb yeah, acquired. So, um, Poe gets really pissed at this, but Phil's like, give it up, he's he's already got away. We got Data on the white doll, which is good. Um, Mishi, he ends up releasing Mishi from the hand. Dad's happy, she's okay, it's all nice and good. Um, at the city, Harry is uh, talking with Gwyn. He tells uh, that, like, hey, my mobile suits were attacking. Gwyn's like, yeah, something like that happened. And uh, Gwyn gets a call on the phone, and, like, he doesn't tell Harry. Like, he tells Harry he wants to continue negotiations. Harry's like, why don't you take the call out here? And he's like, because it's a private call from my fiance. And he makes a big deal about this for some reason. But it's I actually- imagine Harry's rolling his eyes beneath his shades. Yeah. Um, it's actually I, mean, I think that's the and, idea, though, right? Is to get him to kind of play it off as, like, some stupid, childish thing. Just, like, fine, go talk to your fiancé in private, whatever. When it's, you know, yeah. military business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, it's actually Michael from the military, and he gets a, it's a call about, like, saying, like, they found more ball robots, they're ready, they want to show Diane their forces. Um, also, she's arriving at the landing zone soon, uh, and they want to show her the strength of the Earth Army. So, um... Let's see. We cut over to Keel. She's on a cart going to the mine. She sees the militia's new mobile dolls. Um, she's upset that like things are escalating. Like she doesn't want a war, and she thinks that like it's bad that they're digging more of these up. Meanwhile, uh, she other her sister. sister, so she is driving one, and uh, she tells <laughs> her to like stop, but like no, I can't stop. I'm a pilot from the militia. These are my suits. They're cool. And um, Keel wants Sochi to come home with <laughs> her. Keel's but- like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, and Sochi just yells back. Yeah, so they uh they start talking and like she she says that um never mind my notes, sorry. Uh Kiel wants Sochi to go home with her and like listen, you I'm worried about mom, but Sochi doesn't know about her mother at this point, by the way. And she's like, I'm not not concerned because you're not concerned. Mom's doing fine. I want to fight in the uh, militia to protect mom. And Kiel's like really upset by this because like her 
Sochi doesn't know, yeah. Sochi yeah. still is in the dark about the mom situation since she's been with the militia the whole time. Yeah, so um, in the briefing room, Michael gives instructions to the militia. Like, they're talking about this plan of capturing Diana, but she's like, if we if she dies, then it's going to be real bad, so don't this do that. Dumb plan. <laughs> this is a this dumb is... plan. Kidnap the queen, the moderating force hey. in the enemy side. It's dumb. Also, I love the foreshadowing of if she died, it would be very bad, and we would need some kind of plan to deal with if she died. <laughs> some way to replace to her with someone who looks similar, maybe. I don't know. Just spitballing here. No, no, no other foreshadowing needed. Don't worry, though. Foreshadowing provided. Yeah, there will be more foreshadowing, including a Zoom that made apparently everyone in here laugh because <laughs> it killed me real bad. Yep. Yeah, so um, as he gives on this uh, talk about uh, the capturing thing, Lauren is pleading with them to wait and see what happens. Like, you know, Diane's going to solve everything. But uh, Michael says no, and it's like, also, I need you to escort Gwen, so go do that. So Gwen, everybody, all the bigwigs from the Earth land uh, arrive at the moon landing zone. Uh, Lauren shows up in the white doll. Um, From the sky, a very large, very different-looking ship is coming down. Uh, Lauren says that it's the Soriel, which I guess is Princess Zayan's like flagship or something. Mm. Uh, the ship lands, and in this flying car platform, uh, it comes out. Lauren sees Diana via the White Doll's magnification screen, and she ends up coming down a ramp and looks all regal and very nice and introduces herself. Um, it's very obvious here that she looks like Keyhill, but is slightly paler skin, and there's no color in the blue eyes of hers, like it's flat shaded. And um, yeah, she asks for Gwen, and he's just kind of taken aback. She's basically oh, and she like, wears welcome, some, She wears blue makeup yes. to make her look more like she's from space. They mm-hmm. need to be clear that she's from space. <laughs> this is important. Off in space. Mm-hmm. All sorry. Right. Well, episode six, I believe. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Can uh, we stop here? This recording setup is not working. I can barely hear you guys for some reason. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean... Had a little bit of technical issues, but we are back at it. Episode six, The Forgotten Past. Uh, we started with, uh, yeah, Michael the Castle, and they're taking those fucking pictures that take forever. Uh, I believe they're daguerreotypes. Daguerreotypes. <laughs> uh, they also, every time they get a flash of it, it's like uh, upside down, which is a really nice touch. Yeah, they did their research on those things. Um, yeah, you can tell the people who worked on Turn A like loved goofy tech yep. and like that kind of style, like which 1900s. reflects in a lot of the designs. Yeah, like turn A's mustache. God damn it. Can we talk about that mustache? Well, <laughs> it's a good we'll mustache. Everyone keeps it's... talking about that mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we're in a car. Uh, Gwyn, Diana, and this middle-aged ambassador guy who's going to be coming up a lot. His name is Moran. Um, they're watching the Royal Guard escort them to wherever they're going. Uh, they comment on the white dolls, and Gwyn's like, uh, oh, it's a prototype. We have more of them. Um, and Lauren's in the white doll miles away just commenting on the militia smuggling themselves in the sky's trucks so tomatoes which i'd like you all to know is extremely a violation of the geneva convention but as kuba pointed out i believe um the moon did not sign the geneva conventions therefore fuck them i guess (laughs) just disguise yourself as civilian vehicles who cares yeah so as a quick recap what's happening here diane and her attache are going to the castle with Gwyn to do peace talks while the militia unbeknownst to him are doing this stupid plan to try to capture diane so yeah, it's um, worth in, noting Gwyn is not in on this. No, he is not. And yeah, this comes up later. Yep. Uh, in the city, people are protesting uh, the moon people. Um, they somehow separate Harry from the Royal Guard in his limo. Um, 
in the limo, Gwyn says that, like, most people will follow my lead, but, you know, there's always dissenters, and I can't control everyone. I'm trying my best here. And Diane comments, like, yeah, the moon's like that, too. <laughs> that's just, that's how people are. Yeah. Yep, yeah. you can't. <laughs> you will literally never make everyone like all of your policies. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. People be dumb. If only I had an absolute dictatorship. Okay, so <laughs> the militia troops are spreading out through the city looking for Diane. Like, they're unloading from the trucks and just kind of trying to figure out where this car of theirs is going. Uh, Gwyn has the car stop in an alley. And he's like, this is too conspicuous. They're going to find us if we keep going. Um, Moran objects to it, but Diane says it's fine. Um, so Ganny is wandering around, like, if they found her yet. And the militia starts firing at, like, the Royal Guard. And fighting breaks out. The militia's a bunch full of a bunch of idiots, it should be said. Like, these guys yes. with fucking yeah. World War One rifles are shooting at giant mechs. Like, it's just not going to work. And they keep doing it. Yes, they do, because they don't learn. Um, Gwyn says he wants to get him to the castle to get him for safe. But Moran says it's dangerous. Um, they want to head back to the landing zone. But artillery comes, it blows up a building wall, and it almost kills them. And they say, okay, let's go to the castle. <laughs> Um, Harry is dealing with the militia at this point. Uh, he sees the white doll come in. And so they go and meet each other. And Harry's like, oh, if the white doll fires at me, this could be bad. But the white doll isn't armed with anything. So he doesn't really know that. Um, and they instead mm-hmm. try to get ready for hand-to-hand combat. It's silly looking. but And Harry's just like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's time. To yeah, Harry's excited for this. Like, he is... He is clearly the fight nerd of the other <laughs> side, you know, or the one who's just kind of like, ah, oh, we're the rival, finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, they get ready to fight, but out of the alley comes Gwyn and Moran telling them to stop. And so in a very silly scene, both Harry and Loran look down and they bonk their heads, the robot heads together. And Diane thinks this is funny. It's I mean, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. The, like, they both, yeah, exactly. It's like, they're both looking down to just be like, my queen at the same oh, time. Yeah. And they just bang heads together over being respectful of the queen. It's pretty funny. There's yeah. a real <laughs> thing with, like, people really want to look at Diana. Like, really, mm-hmm. really want to look at her. Yeah, everybody seems to be in love with her, which is kind of silly. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a scene of the white doll and the sumo that Harry's piloting walking through the city with uh, Diane and Gwyn and everybody in their hands. Uh, Lauren's playing around with the camera and he takes like this candid photo of Diane, which is kind of creepy. Like I said. Yeah. Um, the next day uh, we get a shot of Sochi noting that the militia is leaving the city and even the white doll's leaving. Um, we cut the Gwyn and this is because uh, they decided to evac the city for the sake of peace. Um, Moran says like, we got to talk about Aji's death here. Uh, but Dan's like, listen, I'm so tired from last night. Uh, I need some time to, you know, just chill. So <laughs> I was just involved in war. I'm not great at this. I need a nap, please. Yeah. I'm still, I- I'm still covered in literal dirt from <laughs> last night. Earth <laughs> like dirt. I just shower up. Yeah, yeah. So this next scene is quite funny. She's like, okay, Gwen goes, okay, sure. Uh, we got a room prepared for you. Uh, Keyhole here is going to help you. And so Keyhole escorts Lady Diane out of the. <laughs> The room that they were in, this and the, the storyboarding like is like a far shot of the two of them walking next to each other, and then it's like a mid-range shot, and then it's like a super zoom on both of their faces, and it's like both of them look the same, which is what they're getting at. But and the music just keeps going, like, yep, yep and, we know. And the thing yep. is, like, it's very obvious, and it's been obvious, and like it's been obvious multiple times. And, every and I think Lauren has called it out. <laughs> yeah, like multiple people have been like, "Wow, you two look a lot alike." That's wild. And then this scene is again. It's like them walking next to each other in a hallway. Zoom in. And then it's literally like the left half of one of their face and the right half of the other of their face. Yeah. To be clear, like Do you when we it? say zoom in, we mean all the way in. Like half a face total of each. It's real good. Yeah. 
Um, so outside, uh, Laurent steals a tricycle from the militia to get back into the city for some reason. Um, there's a train showing up with reinforcements near where the militia are just chilling outside on this countryside. Uh, Sid's there and he starts asking them for help digging. I guess they found more robots. Uh, Lauren goes to Keith at his bakery. Uh, Keith is feeling real down because he likes making bread, but now that everyone's leaving the city, there's no one to sell bread to. Um, he also says that, like, this is the first time I'm doing it myself because the lead baker who I was working for got hurt in all the fighting. And, uh, like, I don't know if I could support him and his family by myself. But uh, Lauren says, like, oh, Diane's here. It's going to be okay. And Keith doesn't give a shit about that. So Lauren gives him a pep talk and makes him happy. <laughs> um, Lauren takes a trike into town. Uh, there's a funny scene here of him bribing his way past the Moon military police. I guess, like, they're doing security for the town. But he's like, I want to go sell some shit in here. And he's like, uh, those look like good breads. He's like, yeah, have some. Well, I think what I remember what it is, too, is, like, they stop him. And they're like, that's one of the militia's bikes. And he's like... Oh yeah, I stole it from them. Please don't report me. Yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, okay, for a loaf." And he's like, mm, "Sounds good." That's literally what it is. Is like, I caught you doing a crime. Eh, it's a crime against my enemy, though. So uh, loaf and we're good. <laughs> it's a good loaf. Um, mm-hmm. So he meets up with Fran, who's uh, like sitting outside the castle place, and uh, she's trying to do a report for her newspaper about the negotiations going Big on. Big scoop. Yeah. Uh, Fran said, uh, he tells Fran, like, the report's going to be good. And she's like, you idiot, that's not how this works. Um, he's like, it's okay, because Diane here. And this is a running theme that, like, he has full faith and trust in uh, Diana to, like, do what is right. Yep. Even though, like, it's out of her control most of the time. Um, at the castle, negotiations are continuing between the two sides. Uh, the Moonrays bring out this map of, like, places they want to occupy. And it's, like, the entirety of the Midwest. Um, um, I really love, by the way, that when she brings out the map, she says, she's like... Well, I would have had holograms, but I figured y'all would be too dumb to know yep. what the fuck that is, so I got some maps drafted up, I guess. Y'all like, were, it's... We had this map printed because we thought you'd just be, like, simmering imps if we uh, <laughs> gave you yeah, a hologram. Like, Come on, guys. Don't be dicks. Like, you don't need to be ridiculous. Yeah, so um, they start talking about it, and it comes out that, like, Gwyn doesn't want them having the entire Midwest, but Moran's like, listen, it isn't really yours anyway. Um... Another Earth diplomat, his name is Arizona? It's like Arizona yep. with an E. Arizona. Yeah, he's like, he starts saying, like, he starts ranting, really. He's saying that, like, there's no way that Earthlings would allow the moon people to just show up and take their land. And he says, like, you can't rewrite history. He's like, it's ours. Um, it's like, the stuff you're talking about, the dark history back on Earth isn't true. And then he accuses them of fleeing Earth while his ancestry may bring back life. Like, it seems like he's trying to play both sides of the argument. I don't know if that was, like, a translation issue. It was definitely a little bit weird. And it's also worth noting that there's definitely, like, uh, the Americans and Europeans taking over uh, theme that goes on here, along with, like, all the random Native American imagery in the first few yes. uh, episodes. Look, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, they have the, they can have the Midwest. Is there anything useful in there? Uh, I mean, corn. Grain. I mean, I was there <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> Did you find I'm, anything I'm useful good. there? No, give it to the moon people. I mean, I moved, yeah, so far. <laughs> yeah, 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 you make a good point. <laughs> uh, so, Lauren is riding back out of town. He sees a Wadom running around with Poe and Phil in it. They're watching the militia's movements, but the militia is just having a banquet outside of town. They're just having a party. And so, Poe and Phil leave. Uh, Lauren takes the white doll and also leaves the banquet. Uh, back in the mountain, the other part of the militia are still digging out mobile suit stuff. Um, they see that Poe's Wadam is coming and they don't want them to find like the, where they're digging all these suits up. 
So Sochi and Mishi go to run interference in their new ball suits. These uh, things are things. adorable in motion. Yeah. Oh my god, the they're couples. so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were in Bubble Suit Gundam for like one episode and they got rid of them. <laughs> and that's the best one that they could, that the uh, militia could manage to dig up. Yeah, there's actually... Man, Turn A of- pulls up something for a single second here coming up that got me so excited and I was so bummed <laughs> when it left. <laughs> there's actually kind of... It's still playing to what you're talking about, Ty. There's actually kind of a joke with Turn A stuff. They find all these mobile suits and they're like, oh, these things are awesome. But really, canonically, these are some of the shittiest mobile suits to ever have existed. All in the bad ones all got the bad left ones, on Earth. Yeah, from the UC universe. <laughs> universe which is mm-hmm. funny coming up but yeah so the fight starts between sochi mishi and poe um lauren sees this with a white doll miles away he knows he needs weapons to help him out so like he fucks around on his ipad for a bit and he figures out that there are some uh, weapons underground nearby so he runs over to what looks like an old church and it has these weird pillars next to it and gigantic gets- pillars you'd think that's the first place they'd think to dig Nah, that shit's been there for centuries, man. You don't want to fuck up a holy site like that. <laughs> what if they dug in and found the hole? That's a long drop. True. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, so, like, he gets near these pillars and they start reacting to the mobile suit, the white doll, and, like, there's kind of a mini earthquake and he falls down this elevator shaft. Um, underground, there's a bunch of, like, what's, what are very obviously, like, rifles and weapons for the white doll, but when he picks them up, they all just crumble to dust. And then when he looks around, the only working weapon is the Gundam hammer. And so if you've never seen the Gundam <laughs> Which, hammer... Yeah, it rules. It's like the OG Gundam weapon, like before all this beam saber bullshit. <laughs> it was just a spike ball on a chain. Yep. It is just a flail. It's just a big-ass fucking flail, and it fucking whips. I love that thing. <laughs> I, mm, I want them to bring that thing back every time. It is so good. <laughs> yeah, so he picks up this, what is, yeah, essentially a ball and chain. Um, Pose Wadham as outside firing missiles at Choshi and Mishi. Uh, Lauren shows back up with the Gundam hammer. Uh, she fires more missiles at the white doll, but like he does the spinning chain in front of him, blocks the missiles move. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very good. And then she, of course, is like, oh, did I get him? But no, he jumped up into the sky really high and then comes down right on the Don't Wadham's head with the hammer. Oh, wait, that's later. Yeah, he comes up like a... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, mistaken. He, like, does an overhead hit, yeah, and it's just like, don't you dare. Uh, and then, yeah, the Wadam, like, catches on the big swing on the, yeah. on the orb, so catches the spiked ball. Um, but then it turns on jets and starts <laughs> spinning. Like, to be clear, the spiked ball at the end of the chain turns on its spiked ball jets Look, that it has. Jets. And it starts doing some dope spinneroonie moves, and it's just like shredding the wadam. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, so it like lands itself right in the dome, and they retreat because the thing's fucked up. Um, th- by the way, the entire time this is happening, Lauren's just yelling about like not starting war on Earth and all that good Gundam stuff. He's yelling, "Watch mm-hmm. Bush start a fucking war!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after this happens, Sochi is yelling up to Lauren. It's like, "Hey, you did a good job. Show yourself. Come down here." But like, he's up in the cockpit of the white doll, just praying that like a war is not going to start. Like he's very afraid of what he just did and very remorseful. He doesn't did want I to start a war? I mean, yeah. no, they came and attacked first, so... I, I do like the show shows that both sides are dumb as shit. 
Yeah, it's like, a common theme. <laughs> Everybody yeah. has a death wish. The, the militia on both sides keep doing stupid shit that their leaders are like, no, stop, stop doing the stupid shit. And they're like, no, we want to do the stupid shit. And like, <laughs> and speaking right. of doing stupid shit. <laughs> what I like, though, is that the leaders do kind of come off as like fairly competent. Yeah. For yeah. the most part, as opposed to Gundam Wing, where everyone was no crazy. One was competent. Well, yeah. the thing is, like, no one stupid, could do anything There's stupid and believable ways. This whole like, yeah. oh, we should go check the, these, they're, they're going on a mountainside and these robots, we better check that out. And like the mission, the militia is dumb and trying to kidnap the queen, but like them being like, no, we can't let them just take our land is like dumb in a reasonable way, rather than Gundam Wing, which was just <laughs> bonkers. And also like, yeah, even when the like militia goes off and does some stupid, terrible shit on their own, like that's a thing that happens yeah. in real yeah. war a lot, where yep. like some random soldiers will just get upset about something or just get bored or whatever reason, just get horny for blood and go out and do some shit. Like that that's and a someone thing else that has happens. to clean it up. It's also believable yeah, exactly. too, because like in the backstory, like this militia is very new. Like they're yeah. just mm-hmm. learning how to do it. So, like, of course, yeah. they wouldn't be as disciplined as a full standing army they've had before. Yeah, as soon as they, they found an enemy like, to fight. Yeah, respecting chain of command and shit. You know, like. That's for nerds. <laughs> uh, so, episode seven's title is Training to Be a Lady. Yeah, there's so, a bit of a turn. It's here. a good episode. So, <laughs> it's a very um, good episode. Up in the mountains, Mishi and Soshi are asking Joseph if they could repair their kapuls because they got kind of blown up last episode. Um, he's like, yeah, sure, but I'm concerned about the white doll. We haven't found any spirits for that. It's one of a kind. Uh, Lauren's sleeping nearby. They wake him up and tease him about sleeping. Uh, he wonders, like, hey, should you guys be digging these things up? We don't need the fight anymore. We're in a ceasefire. This is a bad idea. Oh, you sweet child. Yeah, but so she thinks it's a good time to get more dolls. You know, it's a ceasefire. Build up your army. And the militia, it also comes out, is building parts for these things now. I guess they reverse engineer them. Because uh, no one knows how the talks are going to go. It's like, yeah, we may get peace, but we also may get war, so we got to be prepared. Um, Lauren talks, like, I want to meet Diana. Maybe I can talk some sense into her. And so she calls him an idiot because she's jealous <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> um on the moon flagship phil is giving a report uh, the militia are digging up more suits and he also thinks that there are more mountains with suits under them that like they could find and so like they want to do something about them um diane's at the top of the ship she's talking with uh moran who's the ambassador consular person advisor guy yeah advisor and moran's like uh listen uh we should go to one of these other mountain cycles and dig up the suits so they can't get them but she's like now let's hold a party because you know everybody (laughs) what if instead we have prom can we try any kind of peaceful negotiations first oh my god like they (laughs) they it's it's clear that the negotiations and who we were negotiating with is not actually like a leader of anything it's just a guy. Can we try again with a different guy? Because I feel like this guy's a moron. Like, also, maybe we real. shouldn't be doing an arms race. Like, just a thought. Just a thought. Maybe not an arms race. Thanks. But but no, I like that part. Wow, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep that part of the plan. <laughs> uh, so in the city, we see Keith making bread. Uh, he's chatting with the shop's daughter that he works for. Um, He's putting bread on the bike to sell, so like no one is in the city anymore. The city mostly evacs, so he has to go out in the countryside to sell shit. Yeah, so um, it's we like, get, well, are you sure you're going to be able to do everything with that? And he was like, well, I, I got no choice, really. Yeah, so we see some shots of the city. It's like desolate. Everybody's leaving. Um, outside of the town, uh, Keith's resting. He sees a bunch of Terran protesters mad that these mobile suits are putting up the fence around the annexed land. 
the Moonrace security force gets out and like kind of scares him off. As they run off, they trample him and his bike and bread, and he gets real pissed at this. The Moonrace guy tells him to fuck off too, but he's like, I'm not with them. I'm just trying to sell bread. Uh, the Moonrace guy gets a sample. He's like, this shit's good. You know, more Moon people would buy from you. If there are some really like loving bites of bread taken in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's response is basically like, Whew, you have no idea how bad weed on the moon is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, his response. This is yeah. the good shit right here. Yeah, holy shit. This is made from, what is this shit called? Soil? Wild. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, so the moon guy is like, listen, I'll buy all of this. And Keith is really happy because he's getting paid. Which brings me up, the moon people have money? Like, how's that shit It's a bit weird because it'll also get brought up in another, in the next episode. I, yeah. I think well, you see Bitcoin. <laughs> Yes, Bitcoin. <laughs> but I think it's implied that they printed Earth money. I, I don't know if it's any good, but I think they basically just made their own plates and have done counterfeit money. Now I'm just so it's probably, it's probably still well, not any good. I'm just wondering hey, how you, well the miner is on the white doll. Like that thing's got like mad teraflops <laughs> going on. Why is it um, burning so much CPU? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the white doll is running so fucking hot today. What is going on? <laughs> I'm cooking in here. <laughs> Not running ad block. Um, so, back at the castle, Gwyn's doing more negotiations. Um, there's a guy from Noctis City, who I guess is like a neighboring country, um, city-state, I guess, uh, saying that, like, uh, we should fight. We can bring my troops here. Um, <clears throat> but they get negotiations from Diane. It's like, hey, we want to start a party. Uh, later outside the Noctis City guys on their own, it's kind of obvious that they're doing this themselves, are sending word via carrier pigeon that they want to notify their troops to get moving. So uh, they're up to shit. Um, back at the mountain, Joseph is digging out new weapons for the White Doll. Uh, Sochi says that like, oh, he's with Gwyn right now. He's not going to be able to use any of them. So, of course... Yeah, so Gwyn, like, first off, he travels between the castle in the city and his, like, guest house mansion up in the hills a lot. Like, That's why he bought Invested in the airship. That's true. It's a, It does solve the commute problem a bit easier. <laughs> uh, so they're at the house. Kehill and Lauren are there. They're meeting with Gwyn. He, uh, Lauren has heard about the party, and it also has come out that Harry wants to meet with the White Dolls pilot. So, since it's a dance party, Lauren says he can't dance, but this is an official order from Gwyn that he has to go to the dance party in the capacity of the White Dolls pilot. And to this effect that uh, he says that... Also, P.S., everyone knows the White Dolls pilot, real real name, and it's definitely Laura. It's, it's Laura. It's definitely yeah. Laura. That's what so, all the yeah. newspaper's been saying. Yeah, Gwyn's kind of like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Keel's gonna help you with all this. So, we cut to them picking out a dress for Laura... Uh, Keyhill asks, like, why didn't you refuse the service? But uh, Lauren says that, like, hey, we need to have peace. I'll do this for the sake of peace. It's what, you know, I got to do. And so she begins Frankly, up the- Lauren looks pretty good in a dress. Yeah. So um, she says she's got to teach him how to be a lady, a proper lady. Uh, we get a quick cut to the bakery. Um, the moon guy from earlier has went to Keith's bakery and asked him and his uh, the baker's daughter to make up a cake. It's of the earth and the moon. It's going to be gigantic. It's going to be fucking nice. Uh, they're conflicted about taking the order from the enemy, quote, but they also need the money because people are in the hospital. So Keith also kind of does it because he has a thing for the baker's daughter. Yep. It's clear they have a thing for each other to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah, like, <laughs> this, is a, this is a relationship happening, basically. Yeah, so we get a sweet montage of like an 80s comedy film style montage of Lauren, or I guess Laura at this point, trying to learn how to be a lady. Uh, he's putting on a dress, learning to walk in heels with books on his head, doing makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, we inter- 
uh, cut this with Keith baking but a cake. Also, with, yeah, Keith baking cake a cake montage. is way too big. Um, yeah, the first time he tries to make a cake, it's like two orbs on top of each other, and it doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, they just like, got to oh, fall crap. down. He falls yeah, into gonna... the cake a little later. Mm-hmm. We see the very comedic thing of like a Keel like stepping on Laura's back to put on a corset. Um, Keith falls like, one of my other favorite sucks. moments. And Keel's like, "Yup." <laughs> yeah, Lauren is like trying to walk with books on his head and all that in the dress, and yeah. just immediately she just like slaps him in the back. It's like, "What I say about slouching?" And he's like, "Ah." It's, <laughs> He also Classic. has, like, a facial done, like, the whole face mask and Oh, everything. hell yeah. You gotta exfoliate for mm-hmm. this. Yeah, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see uh, Lauren is learning how to dance, like, do a waltz, box waltz with a dummy. Uh, Keel's teaching, and there's a maid watching, just totally confused why this is all happening. <laughs> At one point, like, you call this a dance partner? And she just immediately retorts back with, like, a lady doesn't blame her partner. <laughs> 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 So we cut to the party night. It's very ritzy. Everybody's there in aristocrat wear at the mansion. Um, there's some very good moon fashion going on. These ladies yes. got like moon motifs on their dresses, like crescent. One moons woman has a pla- has her hair done into a planet. It's yeah. very good. It looks like bad so guys good. from like Sailor Moon R or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Fran's there as a journalist taking pictures. The white doll shows up with Gwyn and Kehill on the hand. As they walk in. Riding in style. Everyone doesn't care about that. They want to see the White Doll's pilot, of course. Uh, so Fran starts taking pictures, and she almost immediately IDs Lauren as Laura. It's funny how quick yeah. like people can pick it out. Yeah, it's. I do like that, In the, again, in this show, people are fairly competent. Yep. Like, she just kind of like looks at it and is like, where have I seen that girl before? Oh my god, oh, is that oh, wait Lauren? A minute. Yeah, I, <laughs> he's only the guy I've known for my entire life. I, I yeah. think it's oh my more god, that, he, he looks great. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's more that like she IDs him because she knows who he is, like the exactly. friends. Like, most oh, of the yeah, people. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's it fools like, other but that's people. What I'm saying. And that, like, it, but that's what I'm saying yeah. is like, even, like in other shows we've watched, yep. kind of weird. <laughs> like the, it would be two people who have known each other since birth and have lived together twenty hours a day for twenty years and would just be like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> what the hero you <laughs> never knew him. <laughs> yeah, and so what may be the best fashion in any Gundam? Harry Orr Ooh. shows up and he is wearing a B suit. This suit and not like this a suit, suit you put fucks. on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a suit <laughs> that's black and yellow vertical stripes with like a white prep like polo collar. Like, I don't know how to describe this other than it's fantastic. It's cool. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If there was a lack of confidence, it wouldn't work. But Harry clearly <laughs> is just like, oh, yeah, no, I just wear this. Oh, this also, is what I wear. It's still paired with his, like, red uh, sunglasses. He's still got sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's stellar. The glasses never come off. <laughs> Uh, so Gwen goes and introduces uh, Harry to Laura. Uh, they both enter the castle. Uh, we see a shot of Kit, uh, Keith in the kitchen making stuff. Uh, back in the ballroom, there's a beautiful flyer that says "Love and Peeth." Peeth. 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 It's yeah. very good. <laughs> um, Everything else is dead on except for peace Peeth. became Peeth, which I really like. <laughs> it's very fun. Um, yeah. So the moon people are like, wow, Earth people are the same. Maybe and, they are humans here. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Diane is sitting with her attache and she notes that like the party is kind of split up like a bad freshman prom where there's earthlings on one side and moon people on the other side and like no one wants to make the first move to get this party started uh, Laura is in the party looking for Diana and Keel shows up and is like you gotta be more ladylike stop being a, a I don't know nosy I guess 
Um, <laughs> they also notice that like no one is talking in this party. And so Laura's like, Keel, you should go talk to the moon people. They need to form friendships in order for there not to be war. And at this point, Harry's sitting on the sidelines like, fuck this, I'm going to start a dance party. So he goes and gets the waltz going on the radio and asks all the Earth ladies to like, hey, who's going to dance with me? Who and will be all, my partner? Yeah, and they all refuse because like he's wearing a bee suit. So. But, but it's amazing. I would dance with them. <laughs> I would, yeah, no, this would not be a choice. If a man in this bee suit approached me and was like, "Would you like to dance?" I'd be like, "Yeah, uh, show me, show me what you got. <laughs> show, me, show me what enables you to wear that suit." <laughs> so um, as they're all looking, Keel shoves Laura onto the dance floor. Uh, so they do their introductions and start dancing. Best friend. And, yeah, everybody's like, "Wow, these two can dance," and they're you know mobile suit pilots. Why can't we? So they start dancing. Everybody's happy. Um, in the kitchen, the new cake is done. It looks significantly less stupid than the old cake. Um, it's, you know, it's a pretty good engineering feat. It's like half a dome and then of the earth and then the moon on top of it. Yeah, it's a little moon. And it looks it like, looks it like a little moon like mobile over it as opposed to what it was before, which it looked like a giant moon crashing into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Keith's like, the cake's done, but where's the stand for it? And the militia show up and is like, sorry, we're waiting with the stand and it's very big. And, um, uh, yeah, you know where this is going. Yeah. The militia's bringing it in, obvious. doing nothing suspicious with I, it. I, I still love that the militia are wearing, like, fucking Civil War gear. They like, got, yes. like, the fucking yeah. hat and, the, yeah. It's so, very good. Uh, Harry and Laura are dancing. Um, Harry asks about the white doll. Laura says, like, oh, we found it in the mountains, but we also found more. There's more stuff in the mountains. And uh, he, she kind of warns him about going to war. We could but, uh, do a fight if we wanted to. Don't fucking attack us, for the love of God. Yeah, Laura's <laughs> trying to, like, I don't know, bluff. that like, just, just, just prevent war, yeah. yeah. Present, Basically present just trying to be like, yeah, to, like, the head of the Royal Guard. Like, if you think this is going to be a bloodless affair, if you attempt to use force, you are so incorrect, basically, yeah. is what she's trying to Do not to war, for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, so Gwyn interrupts them and is like, I need to introduce Laura to uh, Queen Diane. So Harry's like, hey, call me later, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Gwyn goes and does the introduction and immediately Laura is like, hey, you're here. You're the queen. Why is war happening? This is bad. And they're all like, hey, hey, calm down. We need to do interruptions. This is proper shit. <laughs> yeah, like Lauren has just been pulling off the proper lady act so well. And then just and then- all, as soon as the queen is in reach. And the thing that I love too is the way the show kind of like sets this up and frames it. It looks like it's kind of going to be a moment of Lauren just being like, Oh, I'm so glad to see you queen. Oh my God. Again, like it's him like full of affectation, just overflowing with this, you know, clear unbridled passion for her or whatever. But then instead it's no, it's Lauren popping the fuck off. (laughs) Why is it over yet? Like you were supposed to, why did you send down here? Why did you start a war? What the fuck? And just kind of, it's, it's good. It caught me off guard. Like I was kind of like, Oh, 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 this is how we're doing this. Okay. Yeah, so um, after the introductions, uh, Diana is like, okay, fine, we'll restart negotiations. This will be good. And Gwen's all happy and with then, this. Everything yeah. is going great. It's going perfect. Nothing can get in the way of this night. Except for the huge fucking cake, which comes rolling on in. And everybody's <laughs> very impressed with the huge fucking cake. Um, Diana and Gwen go to put roses in it, I guess as some like friendship deal. And right as they go to do that, militia guys bust out of the bottom of the cake with guns and try to shoot Diana. Uh, she is luckily saved by Gwyn, Laura, and Harry all like kicking dudes into cakes. And they tackling. also use crossbows, by the way. Yeah, it's the silent killer. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, I don't wait. Wait a minute. In retrospect, <laughs> why did they use stealth weapons if they were popping out of a cake and saying surprise <laughs> to start their attack? Two of them have crossbows. One of them has a gun. So okay, fair. Yeah. So they just were out a gun. Couldn't, right. Couldn't spare a gun for assassinating the leader. <laughs> no, of no, the moon. no, no. I like to think they were out with crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> So, You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, they uh, try their assassination attempt. They fail. They run out of the room. Uh, Lauren and Harry go give chase. Uh, Moran tells Gwen, it's like, hey, the negotiations can't continue because assassination attempts, bad bad idea. Uh, outside, uh, the guys are escaping, but uh, Laura gets into the white doll and tries to capture them. But she's being like gentle with them, like she doesn't want to crush the dudes in the white doll's hand. So like he sort of like grabs at one of them, but is like, I really don't have the fine motor control here. Yeah, it, it's it's foreshadowed a little bit by Lauren just not reading the manual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like whenever it, it comes down to time for like a very fine control moment, they kind of are just like, eh, I don't really know what I'm doing here. And this comes up a couple times yeah, actually. Yeah, next yep. episode too. But yeah, so they yep. escape. Um, Harry gets upset about this. Like, why'd you let them escape? And she's like, well, I didn't want to kill him. But then he notices that on the ground where, like, they were trying to be grabbed is a breathing device, a portable breathing device. And Harry's like, were they moon race? And, yeah, uh, the, the Earth does not have portable breathing devices. It's Yeah. Lauren so, also notices it as well. Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so back in the castle, Moran is telling Gwyn that, like, you need to keep better control of your militia. They're fucking crazy. Uh, but Diane still wants to do negotiations because, you know, peace is better, I guess. Uh, so Moran leaves and then Kiel turns to Gwyn and is like, hey, what were you trying to accomplish with that stunt? So she like immediately accuses him of setting the whole thing up. But he's like, no, I'm not that clever. Even though these guys busted out of a cake, which is like the <laughs> stupidest fucking plan. With, with Almost worked. Kuvo, they, br- they busted out of a cake with crossbows <laughs> just really feel like the crossbows and a and a god damn an entire a gun. gun one entire gun this i it's foolproof why did they use crossbows <laughs> <laughs> uh so the last shot of this episode is uh the space car that uh, the moon people have taking off uh, moran is talking to harry and tells harry that like the problems on our side like it's our people doing it it's like and uh, Harry's like, do you think Diana's noticed? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you got to protect her because it may be bad. Yeah. He he basically kind of says, like, he's like, yeah, no shit. Why do you think she's willing to keep going with the negotiations? Because she knows it's us and not them. <laughs> and that's why we're willing to keep going forward. Yeah. And the last thing is, like, Harry's like, you know, Keel and Diane look the same. That's weird. What? It's really <laughs> weird that these two characters look the same. If only someone would have framed it in a way that the audience could have noticed before now. <laughs> So uh, episode eight starts with a recap with the first quote saying, I enjoyed learning how to be a lady by uh, Laura, Lauren, which again, yeah, like they just straight up stated at one point, they're just like, yeah, no, I was just excited to have some time to relax and hang out with Keel and just kind of do dumb shit. Yeah, Yeah. that was about it. Uh, So the title of this one is called Laura's Cow, which (laughs) sure is an episode title. It's great. Um, Gwyn's airship is landing on a mansion and uh, Sophie jumps out of it uh, she meets her sister Kiel uh, Kiel asks about mom but Sochi's like saying that uh, why, her mom wouldn't want to talk to you when your own daughter is negotiating with the enemy and the ones who killed dad so Sochi is still very much bitter and vengeful about the whole death situation and super racist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moon racist uh, Kiel says that uh, she's consumed by hatred this won't solve anything why are you doing this sister but Sochi's like, we need more power if we're going to drive the moon people off Earth. 
So, <laughs> Sochi, you have too much bloodlust. Fuck you, I don't. I'll kill, kill more of them to prove it. You know what? I, I don't, don't have, have enough mobile suits. <laughs> so, I need more guns for how not angry I am. <laughs> so Sochi's there to give Gwen a report on some shit. Uh, volunteers from Florida and Louisiana colonies are helping. If you can't tell where they are, yeah. <laughs> um, Gwyn tells Loran to take uh, the white doll near the moon landing zone to prevent protests like he doesn't want any uh, earth people fucking up shit anymore so like go send it out here and stop that they've basically been using it as a deterrent for both sides up to this yeah. point everybody like kind of knows that the white doll is hot shit so like they don't want to start crap around it so um, later Gwyn is asking Kehill about Diana like what she thinks of her um Keel thinks that Diana doesn't think she's dangerous. And she thinks that, like, oh, she's actually trying for peace and is being honest with everything. But Gwen's like, yeah, not everybody on the other side may be like her, so we can't rely on her too heavily. Uh, Gwen also asks about Lauren. Um, she thinks that Lauren is honest with everybody. He's also kind of an idiot. Gwen says, like, you know, maybe he's honest to keep a secret. He knows. <laughs> yeah, he knows, and she's <laughs> kind of confused because she doesn't know. Yep. <clears throat> we cut to um, yeah. Lauren piloting the white doll with Sochi in hand. Sochi's getting real bratty here. She wants to pilot it herself, and he says, no, like, I'm against you being involved in war at all. And she's like, I, you don't understand how I feel. I want to kill everybody. My dad's death made me sad. And she gets real upset about all this. I'm an he's adult like, That's now. why you're not allowed in the robot. <laughs> you just describe it. So um, they see... One of these moon rib things um, setting up a fence near a graveyard. <laughs> Sorry, my moon ribs back. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> such a good name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Earthlings are protesting the fact that they're annexing more land, and so she's like, "Hey, we should go help the humans." And he's like, "That's a bad idea. We could start a war." Uh, We're at a ceasefire. We're not starting war. Yeah. Like this is a common theme, by the way. Which yes. again. Things I really like about this one over Gundam Wing is when there is action to be taken to maintain peace, they take it. When there is action specifically not to be taken to maintain peace, they, they will at least try, bring yeah. it up and say, like, hey, don't, no, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like, there are people saying, bad idea, bad <laughs> don't, plan. Don't like, do not that. everyone's stupid. Not everyone is dumb. Yeah. And it's also like the characters who are pacifists are actually taking measures to stop the war from happening as opposed to standing there and being like, well, guess I don't have a country anymore now you can't fight anybody. War's over, baby. Got you good. <laughs> yeah, so the Moonrace security are trying to stop the Earthlings. Um, the Earthlings are saying, like, we've owned this land for generations, you can't take it. And the Moon Farmer, for his credit, comes down the hill and says, yeah, this is true. They want to live in peace, but, like, you know, they're, this is their land, we're taking it. But the security guys are like, fuck that shit. Um, Look, I'm just doing my job here. Yeah. And so the moon, uh, the security people hit the moon farmer over the back of the head with a gun? This, so they got a lot of usage out of the one frame of a moon guard uh, hitting people with the butt of a gun. He does yeah, it, it like four or five times this episode. <laughs> yeah, so Lauren comes up in the white doll and yells like, hey, we're in a ceasefire, stop bullying civilians. And he just picks up the rib and moves it out of the ray. <laughs> It's so adorable. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, like, tells them to wait until the negotiations are done. And as this happens, Fran is nearby with her camera and starts taking some photos. She's very good at her journalistic. And, uh, it's all uh, about being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Uh, civilians go up to her and, like, hey, you got to write about this in the newspaper. you got to tell about how unfair the moon people are being. And she's like, yeah, sure. Uh, we got the Keith. He's baking some bread. Um, the moon civilians are saying, like, hey, if you work for us... Uh, 
or we could work for you and we can make more bread and we could make bread together and this will be great. And he thinks it's a good idea. So he's trying to get moon people that work for him. Um, while this is happening, he sees nearby the moon military is arguing with uh, security and stuff. So what is happening here is the civilians that the moon people are trying to annex and populate, populate the earth with, they're running out of like moon rations and they're not doing a really great job at like growing their own crops because they don't really know what's going on. And so like the moon people are like, oh, just go steal from the earth. But like none of these moon civilians want to do that. Yeah. And so if only there was some way during negotiations that we could ask for information on how to effectively perform agriculture. Yeah, yeah, you would think about that. But like (laughs) if only that was a thing you would ask when you came back to a new planet is how grow crops good here. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Trying to start society and trade goods and services. Hi, hmm. trying to start society, thinking about agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may be like nice if these people with giant moon agriculture or giant moon uh, space technology may be able to, I don't know, get a tractor or plow to increase their agriculture tenfold. But you know, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. So the security guys like, listen, deal with it. Go steal from the Earthlings and hit them over the back of the head. And the guy gets real angry, but the other guys near him are like, listen, you got a sick wife and kids. Like, you can't be thinking about you know hurting yourself. Can't be getting concussed, dude. Yeah. Uh, so Fran and Keith meet up and they're walking and they're like, listen, after what, seeing what these moon people do, I don't want to return. That's shit. And then like he starts asking about cows and pigs. Like I guess he wants to break out into like livestock and like sell to the moon farmers to help them be better at farming. Keith's a budding entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, we cut to – this is a great scene. Sochi, Lauren, Keith, and Fran are all having lunch. And Sochi's bragging that like the militia have food. Look at my sandwich. It's stupid. While this is happening, Fran's like, is he sure it's a good idea to bring her along? She may figure out your secret. And immediately Sochi's like, what secret? What if she finds yeah. out about <laughs> us being from the moon? We want them? <laughs> yeah, so Sochi immediately gets, like, curious and accusatory at them. And they're like, oh, we're not, we don't have a secret. And she's like, you're and spies, she literally aren't you? just says, she's like, you're probably spies from the moon sent here years ago or something. And they're no, like, I think she's like, that you were hired by the moon. She still doesn't think that they're moon maybe. people, but. Okay, that might be it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but either it is way, like, they're just, she basically nails it on the head in one shot. Yeah. And everyone's just kind of, like, pauses for a second. And they're like. No. No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they backpedal. Keith is uh, saying that, hey, would you believe that this guy's a spy? Lauren's too dumb to be a spy. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, well, how do you guys know each other? And they just kind of look at each other for a second and like, uh, we're from the same hometown? And she doesn't like follow up on it and just reluctantly believes in them. I mean, it is true if you consider the moon a hometown. Yeah, my sure, hometown, if, the moon. Yeah, if you like, oh yeah, Von Braun City. Uh, yeah, that's where <laughs> I'm from. Anyway, um... Back at the moon landing zone, Poe and Phil are talking about how the white doll is still around and they think that Gwyn is covering for the assassins from earlier. Uh, Poe wants to protect their own moon civilians, but like Phil's like, no, you can't use the Wadom. That would just be provoking shit, so go do whatever without them. <clears throat> we cut to Sochi and Keith. So this next scene comes up kind of quickly, but what happens is Sochi, Keith, Fran, and Lauren are trying to help that Moonrace farmer be a good farmer because his wife is sick and they have a kid and he really can't do farming stuff well and we they gave sochi the baby yeah why would you give sochi the baby and she's <laughs> Never like give sochi the baby yeah she's like i'm only doing this for lauren like i wouldn't help these moon people otherwise so what happens is they snuggle they smuggle the farmer out of the moon's area annexed area because they want to help him find food and like farm supplies and crops and shit 
Um, they go find this like abandoned farm, and Sochi starts trying to capture chickens Rocky style. Keith is attacked by some bees because there's a hive nearby. Sochi then starts asking friends, like, so why did the three of you move here? Did you do something illegal someplace? And all three of them immediately are like, uh, ask Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> ask the person who's not here, please. Thanks. Yeah. Go away. Stop asking questions. <laughs> yeah. So as they're talking, friends uh, lets it slip. They both Keith and Lauren like someone. And like, that's why they kind of like being here in this town. And like, obviously, Keith likes the bakery girl that we've been over this. But Sochi uh, asks, like, well, who does Lauren like? And is like, uh, well, you know, Lauren's always going about Lady Hyman, how cool she is. And then Sochi's like, well, you're talking about me or my sister. But, like, the question's never answered because they get attacked by a fucking pig. <laughs> they were loading I, a pig onto the truck. Piglets. Yeah. A, a little piglet, piglet yeah. onto the truck here to start the scene. And then... Just so y'all know, I sometimes watch the shows a little bit faster, either to, like, review stuff or just if I don't have a ton of time, um, I'll watch it at, like... 1.2, 1.3 times speed. Because, you know, <laughs> if there's no dubs, I'm just reading anyway. And I can read faster than the show presents it usually. Um, this pig scene at 1.3 times speed made me laugh so hard I had to, like, go take I had to, like, go take a piss. I had to leave. Like, it was just too much. Yeah. Because at 1.3 times speed, it's literally just like, well, who does such a, like, like, this pig just, like, pops up over the corner and it's so fast. It's... It's like maybe like 10 frames and this pig is just in the shot squealing at you. And it's incredible. It's so fast. It's a great pig. Oh. Yeah. So the <laughs> farmer is out with Lauren. They find some corn and he's really happy about this. Um, he asks about like who lived here before because it's abandoned. And Lauren's like, well, they probably got scared off by the moon people fighting. And there's a flashback of the moon people fighting. Um, the farmer starts giving this monologue. He's like super happy to leave the moon and come to Earth. But he understands that like we can't just annex land and everything. So, you know, I'm trying to compensate and use the land even though it's abandoned right now. Uh, then the farmer gets super stoked because he sees a cow. And I guess he's never seen a cow before because he's he from the moon. so into this cow. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we got to bring this cow back. How are we going to bring this cow back? And while this is happening, Fran and Sochi are being terrorized by a pig, which is quite funny. <laughs> uh, so Lauren goes and gets the white doll. He picks up the pig. Um, they put it in the back of the truck and they go to leave. But as this is happening... Poe sees all this and like, oh, they must be smuggling stuff in the truck. So let's go take the truck. So it turns out when you smuggle military gear in civilian trucks, it teaches the other army yeah. to attack civilian trucks. Yeah. Weird. Which is really bad Weird. because that is going to stop that ceasefire, you know, attacking okay. civilians. No. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should have respected the Geneva Conventions, <laughs> even though the moon did not sign them. It goes all ways. right. Fair. <laughs> I'll give you, the whole thing about I'll not give firing you this hospitals, one. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the truck takes off and the WADs start following. The white doll's trying to stop them, but one gets through. Um, the truck catches up with the farmer who thinks that the WADs are coming for him. Like he immediately is feeling guilty that he left the annexation zone or whatever. Uh, Poe catches up, takes the truck hostage and kind of holds it between them and the white doll. And tells oh, it's Lauren, so funny. There's a great scene of like the WAD um Spinning the truck like 180 degrees. Yeah, the wad. Yeah, but um, yeah. So she tells Lauren to surrender, and Lauren knows he cannot surrender because they'll find the farmer, they'll know Sochi is them in the militia, and they'll capture the white doll. So this is like terrible reasons. This this would be an international incident. Yeah, but luckily in the nick of time, it- luckily Lauren turns on the self destruct device and jumps out the front of the Gundam. <laughs> Just kidding. Not this time. <laughs> no, uh, even better. Harry Ord shows up with a fucking sports car, like these 1920 style sports cars. So it should be noted that, like, 
this is an Earth car. This is not a moon car. So Harry, he lands on this planet. The first thing he fucking does is finds Henry Ford and is like, hook me the fuck up. And then he stands on the hood of his car. To deliver yeah. his speech, he's like, I'm gonna stand on this car, it looks fucking awesome, and yeah, I'm gonna tell you to go home. It is 100% likely that he just, like, landed and was, like, walking around the city and he saw it drive by and he's like, oh, shit, that car's cooler than I am. I gotta go buy it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that. all there was to it. Yeah. He just got like, back damn, from that thing's more stylish than my... Like, damn, that, that car would wear a bee suit. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he tells Poe to let him go. Poe is really pissed, but she obeys because, like, it's chain of command or whatever. Uh, Harry then goes up and meets with the farmer. The farmer apologizes, but he fills in like, listen, I was just trying to feed myself and my family. Harry's like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to go speak with Diana, maybe get you some more support or whatever. Um, Harry is glad that Laura, because he doesn't know it's Lauren, is um, helping the civilians. Um, And then, of course, since Fran is a photographer... Uh, sorry, we get a shot of the white doll carrying all the equipment back. There is a chat the cow. They put the cow in the white doll's chest because it's just empty. Yeah, there's like a chest cavity open up in the thing, and the cow is just standing there. Yeah, like, instead of loading missiles, they loaded cow. cow. (laughs) Which is pretty good. So good. Yeah, so back at the farm, they put all the stuff down, and Fran takes a photo of them helping the moon civilians. Because, you know, this is good PR for the militia and everything. Um, But, of course, we can't have good things. Nearby, the Earthlings are protesting that... um, the moon person, the moon farmer, and saying, they're like, oh, you stole the cow and all the supplies from us. Those are our supplies. Give them back. And the farmer's like, it was a stray. I left money for it, which is kind of contradictory, but, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. Um, the Earthlings are mad, saying that moon people can go starve, etc. Um, Lauren is trying to We wouldn't to have left it. here if yeah. you hadn't uh, pushed us off in the first place. I mean, yeah, they're kind of right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a it's shitty situation. It's unfortunate because what what's done is done. Like, well, they've they've actually made a morally ambiguous situation here. Yeah, which, which is good. Great. Again, so a thing happy. Gundam Wing attempted to do. Also, I just want. I, I was thinking about this at about this point. Um, is this the longest? This and I. I would need a true Gundam expert on this. <laughs> is this the longest any series goes? Without saying the words Gundam. Because ah, I don't think Turn A. Well, well. Um, yeah. Without spoilers, yes. And there's a reason why I keep calling it the White Doll. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm, go- I'm looking forward to it. Because, yeah, I just like, it started bugging me at this mm-hmm. point. I'm like, no one's called anything a Gundam. And we're in episode, like, eight? Yep. What's happening? It will be a hero yeah, is get about it. to blow up his Gundam by this Virginia point. Mal. Yeah. <laughs> like, coming off of that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But um, what about my Gundam? <laughs> <laughs> Gundam. So yeah, Lauren makes an appeal to the Earthlings saying, listen, they're human too. They have needs. We're trying to help them. And then the, one of the protesters asks, like, well, whose side are you really on? You're the militia pilot. Why aren't you helping us? And this, like, really, like, fucks up Lauren. Like, he just doesn't know what to do. And he's really conflicted about everything. Keith sees this happening. He's like, oh, shit, he's going to blow it. Don't do and, it. Don't yeah, fucking do it. Don't blow him. your cover. Don't blow your cover. And then Lauren's like, I'm blowing my cover. <laughs> yeah. So he gets up in the white doll and screams to everyone. He's like, listen, I'm from the moon. Um, and everybody's like shocked about this and Shochi doesn't even believe him. Uh, Lauren says that he was sent here two years ago, yet I stand with Earth and I'm trying to help and protect people of Earth. He's like, I'll fight anyone who doesn't cherish life. And so while this is happening, Fran takes a photo and ends up on the front page of the paper. 
Uh, the title of this is like through Laura's Earth Moon relations peacefully connect or something. So like I love how Keith's first reaction is don't blow your cover, don't blow your cover. Fran's first reaction is story time. <laughs> She's yeah. a Pulitzer. What a scoop. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, there's a brief uh, voiceover of Fran saying that, like, you know, Laura Rora really wants to connect to people. That's the alias, the non-day... Yeah, Laura Rora. Rora. It's fun to say. Yes. Yeah, and so the last scene of this episode is Sochi just straight up slapping Laura and calling him a liar. It is a hard cut to it, too. Yeah. No, 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 I've got a protest here because he didn't lie. <laughs> like, she never Only asked by omission. him... She never asked him if he was from the moon. Yeah, it was... Kind of a lie by omission, but yeah. No, no, she never asked him. Ergo, ergo, didn't Oh, come on. You know I'm hugely racist. Come on. You, like, I'm super racist. You gotta tell me. It's a lie. If someone is so racist and you don't tell, they're so racist, but they still manage to not know you're from, like, they're really bad at being racist, first of all. And second I mean, to of be all, fair, that's more that racist. Is. They don't, they're bad yeah, at Yeah, I mean, true. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like that Sochi is a really dumb 15-year-old. Unlike all the 15-year-olds in Gundam Wing, who yeah. are the most special boys, and if we follow them, we can't possibly go wrong. Sochi is an, actual, an idiot. She's an actual 15-year-old dumbass. And, like, it works. And the thing is, she's... Well, the thing that makes it work, I think, is, like, she's dumb in the way a 15-year-old yeah. is dumb. She's and not dumb in the way that, like... Yeah. A writer clearly needs to make a plot point connecting. <laughs> Her dad literally for something in the opening shot to this war. Of course, she's being stupid and emotional about it. It's yeah, great. Yeah, the characters make yeah. sense of this. I mean, it's <laughs> it's good. Like, I'll be honest. I wasn't sure if I was going to like turn A at first because it was so weird out of the gates and like the pacing was so bizarre. I am into it. I love this show now. It's like, very I good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for all of it. Yeah, I am, I'm actually excited to see where this goes. I'm looking forward to it. Like, they've introduced just enough mystery and just enough, like, twists on kind of the usual Gundam formulas that, like, I'm invested to see what the what the writer intended with this because it's really fascinating. I just like so it because, like, all the characters have clear and believable motivations and they're actually yep. well written. Like, as opposed yeah. to especially Gundam Wing, where everybody's like, I'm the best at everything what I do. I'm so well thought out. It's like... Well, I also like that we're, like... <laughs> I like that we're, like, eight episodes in, and there's this tension, uh, like, this awful tension of, okay, who's gonna start the war? Like, they keep just barely avoiding it happening, and it just keeps building up and building up that some shit is gonna go down here because I, someone's gonna be too stupid. Yeah, at some point, either one or both sides, their mistakes are just gonna like explode. But in the in Gundam, it was literally like, or in Gundam Wing, it was literally like, well, war time, well, time no, to do was, war crimes. It was Trace's master plan to start, <laughs> to start war, the war, to end wars. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very and good it, like, plan. It's just—it's so much more believable that it's like this is just everything's going wrong here, but we're actually really trying not to kill every to kill everyone here. Yeah. And and the thing too that I think like really makes the characters feel a lot better in this show than Gundam Wing is like something that's pretty common in like uh, well-written tragic heroes is one of the things about tragic heroes a lot of times is the circumstances that set up the story at the very least. Like, not like their flaws and personal hubris will hit them along the way, but a lot of the initial setup is things outside of their control. Yeah. It's tragedies happening to them that they then have to cope with. Yeah. Um, Loran is dealing with a lot of that. Like, Loran yeah. is trying to do things and doing things correctly and doing their best and 
a bunch of awful things are happening or like the militia is fucking everything up you know like it's a lot of rogue agents and actors I mean, here and there the universe is against you that's just how it is yeah whereas yep. in gundam wing they literally have hero yui go up and murder a bunch of <laughs> pacifist <laughs> leaders because he's an like, idiot because he's an idiot and it means he's just not a good tragic hero especially when then the whole time they play up he's the smartest man who's ever yeah, like, I mean, like genius. having your main hero start the catalyst for war and feel guilty about his role in it could be a good plot point but when they make hero yui like the best person who has ever lived at everything he ever does and then undercut it immediately by him being such an idiot he starts a war it just doesn't work yep he never mm-hmm. reckons with it. Whereas in this show, everyone is constantly like, oh god, we this would be awful if we did this. That's the thing. I don't think Hiro Yui understands the concept of guilt. No. <laughs> or the concept of love. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing I think we have to look forward to on our next episodes, which will be uh, 9 to 12, I believe. Yes. yes. Um, I wonder if anything's going to come up between Diana and Kiel. No, no, Sorry, you're, you're I can't, I can't even say it without laughing at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll come up. It could. It's been foreshadowed a little bit, I think. Maybe I'm reading into it too Speaking far. Maybe you squint. I could kind of see it. Look, in my opinion, we have not had enough wow, cool robot fights. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Gundam Wing had a lot of really bad wow, cool robot fights. I'm looking forward to a good say, one. I was going to say, fuck right off. The few fights in this already have been... Oh, like, yeah. Literally exactly. that single run-up jump jab with like the straight hand to cut the hand off. That singular move... It was so I need, dynamic. I need more of that. Better. Gundam Wing, I was so bereft of good, cool robot. I need... I need... <laughs> G-Gundam well, especially if you're coming off of G Gundam, yeah, G Gundam yeah, has, so has like, G Gundam has like legit cool shit. Like it's like, yo, I just like watching kung fu robots. Turns out, <laughs> and then like, yeah, Gundam Wing, it's just really lazily animated, like robots floating through space, kind of doing stuff at each other, maybe slashing at each other once or twice. The heavy arm shoots just its seeing... gun, then it turns and shoots its chest gun. Also, God, I love the way the white doll moves. Can yes. we talk about that yeah. for a little it's bit? Graceful, How they yeah. animate the white doll, it. It's incredible, like, some of the times it moves, and it's, like, things that make sense, too, from a design perspective of, like, when it's running with its hand in front of it, the whole upper body is, like, perfectly stable, like a chicken's head if you, like, move it around, which, like, makes sense. You would want that gyroscopic stability for the pilot so that the ride isn't fucking miserable. (laughs) And it just, but it, like, also looks really goofy, so it's just, it's great. And they animate it in ways that, yeah, like, look practical, but also very cartoonish. I don't know, like, the white doll compared to every other Gundam moves in, like, like, if there was one Gundam that would translate really well into a Looney Tunes crossover, I think it would be the White Doll. Because sometimes mustache. the way it, like, moves and jumps and, like, lunges at stuff, it's, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, uh, you remember, uh, George's, uh, butler, his robot, the yes. one that was, like, a steering mm, wheel shit? <laughs> it reminds me of the butler robot a little bit and how it moves yeah. in very wacky, comedic ways. Similar yeah. proportions, honestly. It's interesting, yeah. too, because, like, the White Doll's, like, I have the model kit for it, the Gunpla of it, and, like, its shin area is actually, like, it has a knee below its knee, so its, like, lower leg can bend, and so that gives it, like, a more graceful look to it, especially when it's, like, lunging and jumping, like you said. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very athletic looking, the way that they draw it in this, which is so, like, non-Gundam-like. Yeah, another thing that helps, too, is since there isn't a fight every single fucking episode, like, yes. when the fights do show up, they're well done. Like, they're well you animated. You don't have to animate one pose for the next five fights. Yeah. 
it's it's really good. Like the fighting, they're not to spoil anything. There will be fights later on that do get more generic, but for the most part, they do a good job of making each of the fights unique and dynamic. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to them. So yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. Hope Indeed. no one has a mistaken identity. <laughs> nice identity. Uh, Wouldn't want to mistake you for someone else. <laughs> well, till next time. Watch out for pigs out of nowhere, I guess. <laughs> Space anime. <laughs> 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 <laughs>